I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are the Blue Testament. My name is Cody Bradley, and I've got my regular duo in here with me today. Ben Bell and Robert Russert. Nice to meet you, show up again, Robert. Well, thanks. <laughs> Robert just came from work. He's looking all spiffy. Oh, oh well, like yeah. You know, got to do what I got to do. Can we, like, cut off occasionally ties I do. Occasionally I do dress a little less formal. But yeah. you do-do. Yeah. Okay. I do-do. <laughs> yeah, you, you came Thanks from a bank that. and you're wearing a tie, and I didn't even get to leave the radio station, and I'm wearing shorts <laughs> and a normal t-shirt. So. And that's all right. It's all right. Two different industries, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He probably showered, though. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> Once a month, whether I need it or not. Okay, TMI. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So the we always forget this part. That song, the intro song, is the Vanden Arms. It's called My Football Team's Got Me Drinking. Give We're them a crying. listen. They're very good. Zahn is what Cody is drinking, just so yes. you know. They've, they actually do have me drinking in a very real way for this <laughs> one. <laughs> I think we could also like have a new verse on that, like they got me crying or something. Yeah, it's getting it's it's wailing. Yeah, now it's becoming like a punch in the face. The the intro song. It was like funny because oh, Sporting Kansas City's so good all the time, and now it's now it's just yeah. now it's starting to hurt. <laughs> it's become real, man. It's too real. <laughs> oh. Okay, well let's just jump into it here. There were three experiments, if you will, from this one. And it's definitely hashtag sporting weird, that lineup was. It was a little forced, though. Is it hashtag desperation? Yes. No, yeah. it was, it okay. was just forced. <laughs> I don't think any of those moves were like, oh, my God, this is what we're going to try in order to turn things around. They were. It, they yeah. just didn't have players in two out of three cases. In two out of three. And so let's start off with the exception there. Gianluca Busio started on the wing. That's not the exception. Uh, 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, conflict there was on the pod. <laughs> the person, the the player who was the presumed next up in line there to start on the wing, and was not injured, did not travel with the team. I was going with center back then. That was my my one that they didn't have to make. That's true. They didn't. The, so, so two out of three. So two of them they didn't have to make. Okay, so we were both right. We were both wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> Busio gets the start over a, a weird situation with Croze. We're not really sure what's going on there. Thad, you mentioned in the podcast earlier in the week that, you know, there was just a quick conversation on the training ground with Vermees, and he turned and went back inside, and we didn't see him return. That is correct. Now he could have later, but uh, he just appeared to go off and not come back, which was gave me a thought that he wouldn't be in the 18 for Orlando, and I was right. And even since then, he's deleted his Twitter. I think that's romantic problems, though. (laughs) Yeah, that that might be. The last time he had a cryptic tweet, it was was romantic. That's that's at least what we were told. It was romantic in nature also, so... Hmm. He's he's we will do it to you. We will do it to you. He's French and he wears his heart on his sleeve and his emotions in his Twitter and he does wear it on his sleeve. So I is guess that a can... French thing? I didn't know it was a French thing. Okay. There's a lot of things that are French. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but we can talk more about Croze here when we get to the lineup later on. Let's talk about Busio. What did we think of his performance on the wing? He had better hair than Croze. Better hair than Croze, <laughs> definitely. That is definitely true. But there were indeed a few moments, you know, a, a misconnection. There, there were, you know, Felipe would pay, play a pass, a through ball, and Busio just maybe didn't pick up on it or didn't make the run. And there was definitely just a disconnect there that did not take long for everyone to see. Yeah, and if that had been Croze, it would have been a thousand tweets about how bad he is and how horrible he is and you know, for a guy that's not playing his normal position you know, and all that stuff. So here's Busio up there who's played more wing than Croze before this year because um, he's played it for, like, the U.S. national team and stuff like that. So anyway, not saying he's, like, greatly experienced at it, but I didn't hear a ton of, oh, my God, he's terrible. We, you know, why is, why did we sign him kind of thing? No, he's a young kid. So <laughs> Yeah, everyone everyone was giving the 17-year-old a pass there, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trust me, I'm very far from, like, being – down on the kid. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was just, you know, the comes back to the thing we always talk about here, that there's this this well-oiled machine of, of a Peter Vermees team, and if you don't know every single little aspect on when the ball's here, when do you make the run, then, you know, that's all it was. And that's that's a lot for a 17-year-old to, to uh, pick up on that quickly. It's a lot for guys who end up moving positions a lot, which why I give Croze a lot more slack than apparently – 90% of social media does, Than right? everybody else does. <laughs> so he, what did he make? It was like the 59th or so before he was subbed out for Fellhaber. Yeah, somewhere in there. He, he made it time. past halftime. Yeah. <laughs> Which Madronda did not. <laughs> so are we, are, are we on to Madronda? Moving on to Jimmy yeah, Madronda, we're, we're center on, forward. Moving on to the other, one of the other two experiments there was... Jimmy Madronda, one of my favorites, but I mean, you just he scale was, of one to ten. He was the hold on, he was the backup left back, and all of a sudden he's the starting striker. <laughs> I mean, what is going on? Well, we all know he has those skills on the ball. We know that, and he's he's aggressive, not afraid to shoot. But yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, that. Um, you know he he did have his mo- he he's a hard worker like Jim, we know Jimmy's just gonna run around the field like a crazy person and he did there were you know there were moments he was running down a defender with a ball and you know caused a problem there but going forward he just had he was not providing the runs and the the backboard of a holdup play if you will and and so that was that was all missing and it was not clicking and we should say he wasn't necessarily technically he wasn't a striker he was. The quote unquote false nine. Yes. And it was very false. And he was he was <laughs> oftentimes closer to his the defensive end yeah. than than like most of the midfield. So it, it's 
How yeah, he cleared the ball out in the box at one point. Um, well, good. He was back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, okay, we we I think as a group pretty much love Jimmy. Okay, we love what he has brought over the last few years, and we love to see him be healthy and get some consistent time and have a chance to refine into whatever he wants to be or can be. But I'm I love you, Jimmy. But you sucked last night. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And and I'm sorry, but my opinion of the last two appearances for him has been bad. Okay? Yeah. I, I I think it was at Minnesota that he was like he got some considerable time, and I mm-hmm. thought he was just below mediocre in that game, and slow and just didn't have that Jimmy speed, and he just wasn't the Jimmy that we come to love and res- and expect. Yeah, and well, while speaking about giving a player a pass, that's, you know. I'm willing did, to give him a pass. I'm not, like, wanting to get rid of the guy. He okay? didn't sign up to be a striker, I don't think. Like, that's well, was, no, I think Jimmy signed was, up please to be help any us. place, okay? I this mean, was, help us, Jimmy Madrondo. You're our only yeah. hope. <laughs> um, <laughs> love again, it. It, we don't understand what's going on with Croze because he could have been the center forward also, okay? Um, Hurtado, I mean, that's he just needed rest. He didn't mm-hmm. need to, to start that many games in a row for a guy who hasn't played most of the season. And I think Jimmy was like 20-minute fit for a 90-minute starter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think by the end of the second half, he was out of it, and he just wasn't being effective at all. He wasn't that effective to begin with as in that role. Again, that's not his best role. His best roles are more outside than middle is you know either outside yeah either outside back or or a winger i think some people see him as a potential replacement for espinoza someday i could see that well but. so yeah that was my that was my long term hope for for jimmy for the, like the longest time but i have come around that he does seem to just be more useful more dangerous on the outside yeah i i think he is um that doesn't mean he can't be in the middle cuz people grow and change and learn and mm-hmm. i think when Jimmy was in the middle a lot, it, he initially was very bad as a team defender, a one-on-one defender. He was really good, very bad as a team defender who got better and better and better. Yeah. Same thing applied when he went to left back. He was one-on-one pretty good, and then he had to learn the whole team thing and where to be and what to do. And once he did, he was pretty good. But right now, I think he is just not even close to being in shape. He, you know, the the surgery he had was remarkable, and if he can come back from that, that's great. Right now, it's looking a little less solid that that will happen. I'm not saying it won't. I'm hopeful. Yeah. So maybe a maybe an off season of running and getting in shape and eating right. But okay. So the third experiment of the day of the evening was Graham Smith, who stepped in at center back for Andre Ufantas, who was in the doghouse. And it's just interesting because, you know, we talk about Fontes being in the doghouse because uh, Vermees said his name as a in the media as a that he made a mistake, which is a very rare thing. Yes. And it is rare, but the last time that Vermees did it, oh, he actually didn't even say Graham Smith's name, did he? No, he did not. He no, he didn't. But he did the last time Vermees called out some of his own players or blamed it on players. It was pretty clear that he was talking about Graham Smith because we didn't see him again with the team. This was last year, and we didn't see him again with the team for months. Yeah, well, and it was more Emiliano Amor, but Smith yeah. was in that partnership. Yeah, Amor got Amor got shipped off rather quickly. Yeah, Amor never saw the training ground again. <laughs> yeah. okay. Smith has been in training and been in the 18 and such forth since then. Again, let, let to be fair, okay, last year Smith was a rookie, drafted, right? Was he drafted last year? Anyway, he was a rookie. I think so. Coming out of college, all that stuff. I don't, quite honestly, I never expect a college player ever to make the first team again mm-hmm. uh, unless they work their way through Swope. But Emiliano Amor was a guy who should have been, you know, the the f- slightly younger, faster Fontas but ended up being just as bad in some ways as Fontas. So he never saw the training ground again because he gave up. That's one thing you can't do with Vermees. You can make mistakes and, and come back from Oblivion or Siberia or Swope Park, Yeah. 
but well, and, and you can't speaking, just give up. Speaking of Amore, the last I saw on Mike Kuhn's update was he is back in Argentina. Is that the last I remember? He was playing in Argentina again. I don't know. That was I think that was the last I saw. Um, I know he was with somebody. I just don't remember where for sure. Right. So where where did we? What do we think of Graham Smith in that game? I saw I, I you know I saw a couple good moments, and I thought he was okay. But then I did see a couple tweets like Starrett was uh, was not happy with him. Maybe it was just one play he was referring to. But well, I would right now I would give him two thumbs up. Would play again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was better than Fontes has been the last couple of games. Was he perfect? No. But the goal that Sporting gave up, I not do not blame on Smith at all. Yeah, I mean, that was a good goal. It really was. It was a good team goal by them, and the guy, uh, Eccadelli, who scored, should have been perhaps covered slightly better by a more veteran presence from the outside. Mm-hmm. Won't mention any names. <laughs> Graham. Yeah, the other Graham <laughs> is what you're referring to there. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. Actually, I thought his best play of the game didn't even count because apparently the whistle had already blown. He made this like bone crunching like dive in the air tackle to uh to get the ball out of bounds on a on something of a counter attack, and then he got <laughs> then he got in trouble by the ref because he he had apparently already blown the whistle, and he was about to get a yellow card for this tackle for tackling after the whistle, but. That was that it was it was a great tackle and both players were still playing so it yeah. was <laughs> and okay can we talk about the ref for just a second yeah Sabiga I don't think he's a terrible ref but he he tends to be the uh, oh let's talk about this okay I'm gonna warn you okay I'm gonna warn you again I'm gonna warn you again I'm gonna warn you again and I'm gonna warn you again and finally when he's, he's an enabler is that what you're saying <laughs> when he's forced to he'll finally give a card right and I mean by forced to like he, it's like triple has to be forced to. But last night with uh, Felipe Gutierrez. Oh, I, I was I was just about to say this. If you go weren't. ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, go for it. And uh, crap. I don't know name? the other player's name, but it or, was the it was Orlando a, asshole. It was a moment <laughs> that they both got they both got yellow carded at the same time. Yes, and it was probably deserved. I don't think Felipe deserved one at that time. Nani. Actually, I can't Nani. even I can't even specifically remember the play of when they did get that yellow, but because Nani yeah. took him out. Yeah. And well, that's that was the next. That's the thing that bothers me was they'd already gotten these yellows, and then a couple minutes go by. You know, they both got a talking to yes. from the ref. A couple minutes go by, and then Nani comes and cleans out Felipe again. again. And oh yes, so that is that is how that started. It was a foul from Nani, and yes. then and then I was assuming Felipe probably said something. He wasn't supposed to say, and that's why he got the yellow. But so, so again, so whatever. They both got in trouble. They both get their <laughs> yellow. And then Nani comes and cleans them out again a few minutes later. Yes. And the ref scolds both of them, tells them, if you do anything else again, you're out of here. Right. And and Felipe's standing there like, what? What? Oh, I just got tackled. Like, what do you yeah. mean? Like, I just I played the ball. I didn't do anything. And, and yeah, that is. The stupidest, worst refing in my—I mean, I, yeah, that was terrible. Okay, we're gonna treat everybody same, but you—they aren't the same. Okay, it's not. In right. either case, the only thing that Felipe could have done was mouthed and got and basically got stood up in his face after the first foul. Yeah. that's the only thing he could have got the card for. Okay, he didn't do anything. Again, maybe there was something he did at some point when the TV crew wasn't showing it because mm-hmm. there was multiple moments of that last night. <laughs> oh God! All right. So anyway. Maybe that was there's something in there we didn't see, but just going off of what we could see, he did not deserve that card. Nani deserved it. Maybe deserved a second one. And Zabiga, because he, the way he refs, makes these games worse. And I'm, it's yeah. and and that, you know, like I was saying, after he warns both of them, like gives them a very serious warning, like you have to cut this out or you're gone. That's that changes the way our our attacking midfielder has to play the rest of the game. Yes. That was it was really messed up. That 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 part really bothered me. And but then he doesn't give the next one. Yeah. It's, he still doesn't do it. So that just If you don't notice fans, that is seething over there. He is. Seething. Struggling to find the words. Biting his it. tongue Without somewhat profanity. too. Without <laughs> <Yes>. profanity. Without <laughs> right. a serious amount of profanity. <laughs> Bob, you want one of these beers? 
I, I'm good, man. Okay, you got thanks. Though. You could mix it in your smoothie. Cool, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be Use good. A straw, man. Mm. I'll just drink alone over here. I guess <laughs> drink my sorrows away. That's by how far okay, sporting have pushed you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just can't stomach the beer smoothie combo. Sorry. Yeah, man. I understand. Yeah, yeah. probably be some solid food in between the two. Mm, probably. You know, it is like the birthday of the guy who invented the nacho, Ignacio Anaye. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but to, he is the guy who's credited with inventing the nacho, and that's how you got Ignacio the, and well, Nacho, right? God for him. And anyway, so today's I've never his heard birthday. it referred to as the nacho. It's always <laughs> plural, right? Nachos, yes. He invented nachos. The nacho chip. He invented nachos, yes. But he invented the nacho. Like if I have the a nacho single chip. one, if I have a single one chip, single chip, that's it's not. a nacho. <laughs> if I take a chip and I scoop it through the cheese and the meat and the cheese and whatever salsa and that is one sour nacho, cream yes. and okay. guacamole yes, and whatever else. It God, is not, I have nachos in my hand. I have nacho. Wow. I am, <laughs> I am starving. I am absolutely starving now after that. All right. So serious question out there, listeners, is it nacho or nachos? If you have a single chip, let me know. <laughs> Cody is obviously nacho. wrong again. <laughs> okay. So I, I want to stop talking about that game. Is there, is there anything else we <laughs> have? To, should we, is there we? anything we should talk about that? Roger played on the wing at one point, I guess. Should we mention that? Yeah, sure. When Benny came in for Busio, yeah. Roger moved up to the wing. Johnny flipped to the other side. All right. So, serious question, pseudo-serious question. If this was in a run of decent performances, would you look at this game and go, okay, it wasn't such a bad game, considering there were so many people hurt, blah, 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 yes. didn't play. Right, but and, and considering that goal that they scored, and it was, was just that nice. one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and sometimes they play down to opponents and blah blah blah. But only because it's in a string of games that have not been good results. Now it's just another string of bad games. It's, and and the whole like metaphor of the broadcast and audio cutting out the whole time, like that just it was just like what a shit show, absolute <laughs> dumpster fire. Glad what I didn't is going watch on this with one. Sporting Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I know Robert had a tr- had trouble watching it because apparently Fox Sports and Dish Network is feuding. As far as I can tell. Okay, because yeah. I, I saw other people post about that. But even the people who had it, people who were able to watch it on Fox Sports Go, people who were able to watch it on Fox Midwest HD Channel 319 on Spectrum or whatever the <laughs> hell that name of it is, it, it went out and then came back and then went out and then came back and then the audio was gone and then it came back and then... Well, so, yeah, and, I saw... And all of a sudden, like... Really, for the TV, the audio did come back. I I sat through the last thirty five minutes of that game without any audio. Now, was this a remote broadcast, or were they actually there? I'm sure Ooh. they were not there. I, okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that's Orlando's a hell of a trip out there. So. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Carter was there, so I don't know. Oh, mm. sideline. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about anybody else. Yeah. But hmm. don't really care either. Cause well, I'm just saying. Then it's probably can be blamed on another. Feed, obviously, not the, yeah. But. And also, because, uh, again, it was Orlando, so I'm sure they're just taking the Orlando feed. But whoever the con- whoever's controlling the camera in Orlando, you do not need to randomly, during the middle of a play, flash for two seconds to some person talking to some person in the crowd. Okay? Yeah. Neither one of them was good looking. Neither one of them had anything interesting about them. They looked like they were discussing whether or not they should go pee or get a beer. Yeah, okay? somebody was just mashing buttons in the, in the control room. And it didn't happen once. It happened multiple times. And... As far as I know, there were no storms in Florida during that time. There was no gator attacks. There was no sharknadoes. I don't know, man. It just was terrible. It kept going in and out, and it was uh, it was almost like they were trying to save us. Maybe maybe they were trying to be kind. So that's it. I'm I can't talk about this game any longer. Let's not. We're gonna move on to a new segment. And this segment is called Pod Save the Team. Pod, please save this team. We're going to figure out how what it's going to take to save the team, at least for this season. We're not talking off-season moves here, guys. No. How do we how does sporting come salvage. out with some fire? Come out with and salvage the next game. Compete in the next game. I mean, how do they Make the playoffs, which is like the minimal thing right now, because obviously they can't do anything else. They can't win a supporter shield. They can't be in first place. They, they can't do anything else. Wait, so actually, before that game was played, 
they did have a mathematical chance of winning the supporter shield. Is it over now officially? The supporter shield. It was. It like I I saw that on Twitter. It was still possible technically. It must. Be, I'm assuming it's got to be done after that. Even if it was mathematically possible, it's probably still <laughs> not mathematically possible because yeah. of people looking at just your numbers. But if you look yeah. at the uh, teams who have to beat each other, blah yeah. blah blah. I don't think. L A. Right. Yeah. Um, and that would be. It would be a, uh, a basically a switch of historic proportions. Okay, I mean it would be a greater comeback than the Blues did in the NHL. So. Oh, oh, nice analogy. Any any chance he can fit in a Blues reference? <laughs> All right. So my first suggestion to them, and this is not probably going to be too serious, is they should have the team pick the team, the next starting line. <laughs> Let them decide. What have you lost faith in Vermees? Are we actually recording this right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that I don't trust in Vermees or I think that – but maybe they can compete like amongst themselves, like have small-sided games, you know, one-on-ones, two-on-twos, three-on-threes. I don't care. Rock, paper, scissors. Uh, I can I can dig that. You know, How far have we sunk? Find something <laughs> to make them like – because I, I think some of these guys feel they maybe don't have anything to play for right now. Yeah. I mean, if you're Cross A, you're probably like, what the hell? You know, maybe he knows what's going on. Just give me my 600K. <laughs> and, look, I don't think there's any of these guys that don't want to play. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like, with the exception of maybe one. Um, two. No. <laughs> anyway, I think these guys all want to play. Let them choose who's going to be out there. Let them, like, you know, like flip a coin and say Beezler or, I don't know, Roger. Roger. Go. You choose the first player that gets to be in the 11. Go. That's my suggestion. Okay, well. We Straight didn't, from the playground. We didn't share these <laughs> beforehand, so I was assuming you guys were going to come up with real ones, and mine was not real. <laughs> mine's, mine's a joke. Uh, Bob, do you have a real one? Real save one? A, save us here. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, okay, wait, wait, I'm not wait, wait. saying this is going to save them. You're okay. suggesting that mine was not real? <laughs> well, I just. It was, you said yourself it was it was it's a little out there. All right, Bob. <laughs> All right, this Robert. is I'm not saying this is going to save them, but I think this is what they should do. And you know, you can disagree as whatever. I think you need to play the veterans because if anybody's going to pull this out of their backsides it's going to be the veterans because they've been there. They've done it. They know the system. And the side part of that is this. You can see who actually deserves a contract for next year and who doesn't. There you go. A lot of them have contracts for a couple of years on. Yeah, but there are ways to maneuver around that, and gotta decide if you need to. I get that. I get that. But also, isn't there something to the idea that this team hasn't been working? Playing these older guys hasn't been working. So maybe if we just give Busio five games in a row, then maybe we'll see this. Amazing well, I'm saying this with the caveat that injuries are yeah not a question, right? But right. be honest with you, I think it's kids should have been played a lot earlier. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'll just throw that probably out there. in the CCL. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we talked about this last week. We've talked about it before. Some of these guys, at least on the attacking end, some of these guys are lacking confidence. And that a player like, you know, Johnny Russell was talking about Daniel Shallowy. He just needs to see it happen. He needs it. He needs a ball to go in the net, and then he can go on a run. You know, we watch Christian Namus struggle, missing easy chances and kicking the post in frustration. So at least he's able to hit that. <laughs> there it is. He hit something right. <laughs> so I'm gonna save this team. By bringing in a virtual reality system. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. We need to put Namath and Shallowy in an immersive environment and let them see the ball go in the net. They need to see it go past uh, MLS goalies. They need to feel the ball off of their foot. How about that? Put in like a Premier League goalie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, let's put Ederson in there. Namath needs to see the ball go by Ederson. Right? 
That's that's, that's you know what, that actually might work. That's what we've been talking about of how they're missing. They, they just they need this confidence. They're lacking confidence. They need to remember that they're good and that they can do. But this. Cody, as far as I am aware, and correct me if I'm wrong. That is the one thing Pinnacle does not have is a virtual oh. reality chamber. <laughs> They've got all this stuff, all this yeah. erroneous stuff. No, no. Thad, oh, Thad's got a comment. Oh, <laughs> no, I've heard a rumor. Oh, oh, okay. That they may be. You, you've heard of the Dortmund room? No. Oh God, you guys suck. Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Okay. There's a a room, and you've probably seen a video of it someplace at some point. But anyway, it's a it's like this big square room, and it's got. Uh, lighted squares and all this type of stuff around it. And anyway, it kicks a ball out at you mm-hmm. from oh, somewhere. Okay, okay, okay. You receive it oh, and the, another yeah. spot lights up and you have to play the ball through it. Ah. And it's called the Dortmund Room because that's where this, like, it was developed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do know. I know of this, yeah. So I've heard a rumor that they might be trying to build one there on oh. the spot of, like, the sand soccer court or something where that was. Nice. Huh? Okay. It, it might be someplace else, or I could be wrong on that, but I kind of heard a rumor that he might be thinking about doing that for next year. But that's not exactly the same thing. But No, it's not, but me. okay. All right. So, pod save the team with VR. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's it right there. That's I our like answer. It. I like it. Virtual reality. All right. So, I'm going to add one more. Okay. Okay. And this one, again, is maybe semi-serious. All right. There's, to me, the issue with shooting often is that you like too many times like last night the ball went directly to the keeper like two or three of the shots went directly at the keeper indeed okay? they were not even i mean the keeper didn't even have to take a step all right so when you're so focused on something it becomes big in your mind right so you're thinking about trying to put it past a keeper so i think they need to do some practice where they they basically they are punished if they hit the keeper or the post or outside the post, and they are rewarded if they put it in between someplace. The mm-hmm. keeper doesn't even have to be making dives. Okay, they could be a freaking tree at this point. <laughs> okay, um, it goes back to a study I did I I, I I from a long time ago that actually had to do with racing. Okay, but people were like uh, motorcycle racing, and when they were trying to teach them paths on the track, like good ways to get around the track fast. They were putting marks and stuff like this. Well, it became ingrained in their mind that they were trying to hit marks. They were trying to hit something, right? Well, when it came time that something happened bad on the track, it's like in their mind that a, a bike crashes on the track. And their their first reaction is they, they still see a path. They're hitting the bike, right? So a different coach or manager of a race team basically came with a different way and they were trying to teach a guy to ride through the track in certain lane which it basically opened it up so it was it was a way of thinking like doing something not hitting something mm-hmm. so i think that that's part of the the people that are, i mean again these guys are great soccer minds i'm sure they know way better than me but i still think it's a mental thing where they're trying to put it at something and that keeper is what they see that's what they're putting it at they got to they got to be thinking completely about one foot inside of each post all the way around. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting you say that because I have felt for, lit- I mean, since, you the know, 2012, since, the, since this rebrand, I have had this feeling in my head that Vermese or whoever on this coaching staff is preaching to them to just hit the target. <laughs> because we do see this so much where it's right at the keeper and it's like, and it's like they are. They're just trying to get the ball on. They're just trying to get a shot. Just test the keeper. And and so that's interesting that you're that that yeah you're saying that because well, if that is what's been going on, then we're they're just they need to change their philosophy entirely. Is well, well the most compelling part of Thad's thing is to me is Thad. How would you punish them? Push ups. Push ups. I don't give a shit if they're I'm tired. I'm disappointed. The I thought there'd be something different, but okay. <laughs> Like involving pain and torture as well? Perhaps. It was that. I, I wasn't sure quite where he was going to go. Okay. Push-ups. Okay. The way they've been shooting, is push-ups will be pain. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, It'd be a lot of push-ups. It could be whatever. I mean, it just. I mean, it could be taking a lap around the goal. It'd be whatever, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I got gotcha. you. Um, it doesn't have to be like, you know, a wooden paddle and a ass. Okay? Um, Spiked wooden paddle. But going with what you were saying, like, you feel like they just put it on goal. Well, I think that's part of it, but also because they do, 
It just feels like some of the guys who were highly skilled at shooting when they arrived have lost it a bit because they focus a lot on movement and mm -hmm. um, small-sided games and stuff like Doing that. Doing all the other aspects of their job. Because I, I know I've seen like in the past when they were down at Swope, like guys would stick around and do shooting practice afterwards, and the guys who were in the, the 18, they'd like, hey, get inside. No more work because they've already done their work. That's already plotted out how much work they have to do. Maybe that needs to change a little bit on that side too. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Probably am. I'm just some guy behind a bad microphone. No, I think we've I think we've figured out how to how the pod can save the team, at least for this week. It might be a combination thereof, but yes, of all of yes. the above, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take a break, and after the break, we're gonna talk San Jose. We're gonna bring back in Daniel Sperry for his thoughts on his hometownish team, because he's our now our resident expert. So we're going to take a break. Stay with us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When it's a football night, when it's a football night, we can gather all the friends all around the Zoom, that's not a better thing to do. When it's a football night, when it's a football night, when the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, we're gonna celebrate tonight. When the final whistle blows, you know we're gonna feel alright. Alright, we are back. Thursday night after Sporting Kansas City's one nothing loss in Orlando, which I am so over talking about and wanna forget forever. And quit bringing it up. Yeah, no so, kidding. Yes. We're going Jeez. to move on to San Jose. We have an expert on the subject with us. So let's go ahead and do that. Okay, so we're gonna bring in Daniel Sperry, friend of the pod. For his thoughts on the San Jose earthquakes. I've been upgraded to friend. Yeah. I like he's, it. Yeah. He's the San Jose expert in Kansas City. In Kansas City, yeah. Because you hail from that region, correct? I do. I grew up in the Bay Area. Diehard. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call myself a diehard Earthquakes fan anymore. I don't. I, I hope they do well, but like it's not, I, I, I technically can't root. It's kind of how it goes. I hope sporting Good. does well because I hope like – if the better they do, the cooler like experiences I get to cover. Like that's that, true. that's kind of why I want sporting to do well. It's a selfish well, rooting for sporting, which is fake fan. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> no, so yeah, I grew up an Earthquakes fan. Um, I remember going to games back when Peter Vermees was a color commentator for their broadcast. When it was one Ooh. of his that was that was a job when he was out fresh out of the league. Um, nice. Yeah, so I they. It's been a while um, that I've been a Quakes fan uh, since Landon Donovan was there. So that's even a lot longer. <laughs> Any of you younger soccer fans that remember Donovan on his last legs in L.A., I remember when he was a baby. In, Landon yeah. Donovan, that guy who plays indoor soccer now? Yeah, <laughs> in the MASL with Dwayne De Rosario, who was also one of my all-time favorite Earthquakes. Oh, and, oh. and? And Brian Ching. What? Jermaine Jones it was not an earthquake, but he does play in MASL. Yes, <laughs> top quality pod. We fit in Brian Ching into it. So, dude, I freaking loved Brian Ching. <laughs> Diving headers. I had a Brian King shirtsy when nice. I was a kid. A shirtsy? What? Shirtsy. It's a shirt jersey. Shirt jersey. Okay. It's a t-shirt. Thought it was like a onesie or something. Yeah. He's no. been a fan that long. <laughs> Brian Ching diving headers at Spartan Stadium was a lot of a lot of fun. <laughs> Actually, I always liked Ching too. He was, I mean, he was a yeah. player that I always respected and liked. Yeah, and then the freaking Dynamo stole him from us, and all stole two MLS cups from the San Jose Earthquakes. Otherwise, they'd have four. Hmm. So tell us about this year's version of those quakes. They're a lot better than last year's version of those quakes. Yeah, oh man. Are. Uh they're very different though. Extremely, extremely different. Um they I mean, you saw it in the first trip there this year, um, which was one of their more com is one of their first real complete games. because um, Port at, at Portland was really bad at the beginning too. Um they were one of the last teams in MLS to win a game. Now they're very good. But 
you know that 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 was their first win, and the next week was the the match against the Earthquakes or the match against Sporting, and they wrecked shop, um, made everybody look bad. Matt Beasley got hurt really early in that match too, um, but they're very different, and I think they're even more so different than they were back when the Earthquakes played them in April, which I was I was actually at that game. I went out to San Jose to nice. to go out there, um, hung out with a bunch of friends and stuff but yeah they're very different then um now than they were then so um if you're going to go back to that game for a frame of reference uh one thing vermees talked about this when i did the interview with him um how when he implemented one of what he wanted to do at sporting kansas city it was mentality and culture fitness then model of play and those things kind of went in those order order and uh, or in some order of that form and Almeida has said the same that's what they had to do first they had to get the fitness then they needed to get the mentality and then they had to adapt to the style of play and go and he's now this team then they were just getting the style of play and the mentality aspect now they have kind of all of those under their feet which is why they've been the best one of the best teams in MLS um really since April, since since that yeah. game against Sporting Kansas City. So it's ta- it's been a little bit of a process for them um, as they go. Almeida's a very good coach, a very motivational coach. Um, not many guys on that team are having bad years, except for Nick Lima, who is just – I don't know why he's having a bad – it's not even that bad of a year. He's just not having as good of a year as everybody else has been having. Uh, and that everyone some, was hoping he would have after yeah. after he kind of won the hearts of so many people for the national Yeah, team. and then Tommy Thompson went over and said, nope, your spot's mine, and turned into a right back and turned into a very, very good right back. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's been a transformation over there for sure. Again. So how do you think sporting will match up against them? That's going to be the hard part because, you know, it's there's so much that has to do with – rotations of the squad and what Peter chooses to do um you know after after last night um yeah and that's the hard part with any of these is trying to determine what Peter will do with that lineup yeah and so it's it's hard to determine whether or not he feels there'll be enough rest um the biggest problem is is what the i i think the biggest question i think here is does daniel shallowy pick up a second game that is a possibility considering the way that the disciplinary committee has handed out extras this year um, for stuff. And it is, yeah. So, if he changes the name to Zlatan, though, it won't happen. Yeah, <laughs> he should. It's now Zlatan Salawi, and we'll be good. No, <laughs> I, I, I don't. It's going to be difficult, and I think, I think the earthquake, or I think Sporting, if they're going to look to anything for how they matched up and how they found success and can find success against the San Jose, they should look to some of the Mexican opponents that they played earlier this year. Um, uh, I know Monterey does the man-marking style. Toluca did a very a poor job at man-marking, but they were still a man-marking style. Um, and this Earthquakes team is a little bit more committed to the man-marking style. They actually remind me of old sporting, initial sporting under Peter, in the way that they attack and they go forward and how it's just freaking go man when they go and the very very high press when they when they lose the ball they work very very hard to do it so i mean honestly the best way for sporting to take san jose out of the game is to have possession um because the moment they they lose that possession and they they start to give in on that possession battle against san jose they'll lose the game because san jose will just drive at their weakness which is their back line at the moment so it's kind of like sporting 2014 versus sporting 2019 yeah ish ish uh it i'd say even maybe like 2012 2013 sporting ish uh so i 20 2013 and 2012 sporting really too i think i i I just think of the way that they're getting the goals because there's a lot of if you there's a lot of interesting actions their build up comes from the left and then a lot of their service is coming in from the right and it's servicing from the right to Chris Wondolowski, and that's just been how that goes. So the, it'll be really interesting to see kind of how Peter chooses to take that and if if Christian Espinoza is also healthy for the Earthquakes because if Espinoza is not healthy for the Earthquakes, then you're looking at 
a few other different options that they have on that right wing that are just not as dynamic, which could which benefits Sporting tremendously, tremendously because Har- uh, not Harrison Awful, who's the David Akam, yeah, about took Christian Espinosa's life or Achilles, <laughs> same thing, yeah, and I, it was disgustingly dirty and didn't pick up any extra suspension, any anything for it. Yeah, but amazing that happens. Huh? Shocking. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for the insight. Yes. I hope we, that was enough. Our podcast so rarely spends time on the other team. We like to yeah. talk about sporting. Well, it's who we know. Yeah. And yeah. as Peter says, we like to focus on ourselves, not the other team. There yes. We go, yes. And, I, and I don't I don't mind that either, but earthquakes are very unique. They mm-hmm. don't they don't do anything that any other team in this league really does. And they that that is that, that does make that, them an interesting story at this point. It does. And they're, I mean, they're third place in the Western Conference after being god-awful, yeah. not changing that's much wild. of a roster that was the wooden spoon last year. I mean, that's a significant management job. I had alluded to on the last podcast when we were talking about how Almeida was getting the most out of the guys, but Vaco is their highest-paid player. The dude is, was nicknamed some sort of Messi or whatever, Georgian Messi or something like that. He he's he was absolutely incredible. Um, Isn't when, there a Messi for every country? At this yes, point? yes, there is. There was the Albanian Messi, who the earthquakes also had. The they Malaysian like Messi. they like Balkan Messis, basically. <laughs> um, we have the Malaysian Messi with right. yeah, Cousin, so. Yeah, I know, but that that uh that that Vaco, he makes th- things happen out of out of absolutely nothing, and he's he's a wizard with the ball at his feet. He's got a very good shot. Um, and the biggest thing for him, I think the biggest thing uh, was a good story that came out of San Jose, um, and my buddy, Joel Soria, who covers them for MLS and a whole bunch of other different things out there. He had said that the, it was basically, he basically asked like, why is Vaco playing like this? And Almeida base in, in Spanish translated to him said, I told him like, you cannot play in my squad if you don't play like this every time out. And so he once he finally accepted that he had to play like that and play team first soccer, because um, there there are things that he would do. Uh, if if you want to look it up, last um, I'll, I'll get off Quake's rant sooner or later. But if you want to look it up, they 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 did their home game against the Galaxy uh, at Stanford Stadium. He at the for the Earthquakes to get their second, he gets the ball in open space, rides off a tackle from Daniel Steres, does a spin move around that, and then looks up plays a perfect dime up over the top of Felcher or Shkelvik to Shea Salinas, and it was perfectly into his stride. I mean, it's just one, two, three. It, he spin move, turn, perfect ball placed into the path onto his feet. All he has to do is take a touch and rip it past David Bingham. And that is a move that Vaco doesn't do last year or even the half year before he comes it, it, it's it he would have taken that and dribbled and tried to take a shot from 30 yards out there so there's there is a mental a very team first bought in mentality with that team right now which is what makes them so difficult and why they are getting the absolute most out of a roster that won four games last year which does make them a lot like a early sporting team yeah really does really up until this year yeah all right, well, thanks a lot for yeah. giving us all the input on San Jose because yeah. we would not have known that. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. You're welcome. All right, so we'll have you back on, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah yes. we were just talking about you. You, you, your partner is is I am, on I'm board now friend. with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you've got permission to do podcasts. Got permission from, from the wife, from yes. the missus. Yeah. Yes, that 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 is always the most important. Yeah, at least for permission. the next amount of time. Yes. Okay, yes. Cool. Until. until so, yeah. Until baby Sperry comes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so we'll use you until then. So that was Daniel Sperry on the San Jose Earthquakes, and we are going to get him on here as often as we can. Yeah, it was good insight, and last body was good insight there too. Be nice to have four, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's also kind of short, so he fits in with Allie. <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake. Daniel Sperry is not Ali Trost. His voice is a But neither is Ali Trost Daniel Sperry, so. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's not like they're going to pull a mask off and like, <laughs> damn, those kids, I would have got away with it. It was, it was meddling. So I, I think one of, the, one of the more interesting parts of that was the whole talk of that he sees so many similarities in the way 2012 and 2013 Sporting Kansas City played 
and this current San Jose Earthquakes team. Yeah, it's it's the very much interesting in like how San Jose is on the rise because of that, how they're bought into it, they're all as a team. And that's not what we're seeing now from sporting. Yeah, and it was just really good to have him on here because I, you know, myself and I think most sporting Kansas City fans are just so used to San Jose being just that bad team. Like you said, they were the wooden spoon last year. <laughs> it's wild. I feel like this is an episode of Trading Places or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's impressive what they've been able to do over there and Vaco is definitely the guy we have to look out for. All right. Um what do you think is going to happen? With the lineup? Is that what we're doing sure. here? Let's do the lineup. Let's do the lineup with zero knowledge of what's going on in training because they haven't had training today. Yeah, they're, they're on the way back from Orlando today that we recorded this. So so we're going to we're, – we're basing it off of what we saw or just a few days ago, really. So it's not – you know, we're not that outdated. Not much has changed, I'm sure. Not much has changed. They would have Shallowy back because he won't be on the red card. Right. Unless they add one tomorrow. Well, last time I skipped over the keepers and you got really mad. So we're gonna we're gonna start with the keeper line here. And Let's, I'm going to assume Melia's gonna start this one. I think it would be amazing if he didn't. And the fans agree there. Ninety percent of the vote. Eric Dick, as always, got some votes on there. Eric Dick's family is well represented. <laughs> on the bluetestament.com which is where you can go and do this we have a predict the lineup every week we love crowdsourcing this info so if you're listening and you don't have an account on the blue testament go ahead and do that there was another keeper in camp the other day that wasn't an academy keeper so that was interesting hmm. a new guy huh yeah i don't know if he was just practicing or trialing and trialing every now and then that's that's the kind of the weird thing about sporting or maybe just all mls training it's just every now and then you just there's just another guy running around out there (laughs) usually with sporting now that those other guys are running around with sport park yeah because it used to be like i would have to keep track like have i seen this guy before no yes and try to figure out who they were now it's they're pretty much not there most of the time it's very rare that some other guy's there and except when it's a Swope Park guy or an academy kid. But there was a keeper there the other day, and I asked who he was, and they said, don't know. He's from somewhere in Europe and don't know his name. So. All right, then. Yeah, right. Okay. No, no, I did, I did believe that. So. Okay. Defenders. Do we think, I guess the question here is, do we think Barat is going to be back or not? I think he's probably kind of the – close to day-to-day thing because he was running around on Monday, Tuesday, whatever that was. So he's at least in the stage of coming back. In the stages, so he's yeah. possible. But he, he might be in that let's not risk him and make it worse for multiple games. And that may be the decision because of how Graham Smith played in that last match. Yeah, I would I would be okay with Smith and Beasler at center back. Um, our the fans on the Blue Testament are their top two center backs on our list here are Barat and Beesler. But Luis Martins has the most votes at the moment of any defender. <laughs> and which I find that interesting because we were we kind of talked about it briefly before we started here that Martins really didn't show very much. Yeah, he didn't look good. He didn't look bad. I mean, I thought he was just neutral. It was not anything. I take this as, you know. So he was sent over. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there was, there, there was, I mean, some okay play, but there was just nothing like, went, oh, yeah. you know, he was like speeding up the wing and, you know, like right. everybody's hoping he's like super fast. So the, the other, the third highest vote getter here is Hassler. And so this is this seems to me a product of that our our the Sporting Kansas City Nation here is just fed up with this and they just want an overhaul. You know, nobody nobody really actually like dislikes Seth Sinovic all that much, but it's just like, all right, this isn't working. Put <laughs> exactly. Hassler out there. Zeusy's slow. Like put Hassler out there. Let's see what Martin's got. Like And it ain't a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Novik's still going to be playing 12 games in like seven years from now. <laughs> <laughs> zombie Seth. Hashtag Zombie Seth, yeah. man. 
He already looks like one. Coach Beasler will still be putting him in. <laughs> Coach Beasler. <laughs> Fontas has one vote. Zussi's only at three. And someone... <laughs> I don't know why I just now noticed this. Somebody wrote in just Swope Park Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> What's the midfield looking like? <laughs> so moving on to the midfielders. Um, I guess the question here would be if someone's going to get a break, get a rest for the three games in a week here. And I would assume that the one that would get the rest would be Espinoza. I think it'd be most likely because he's still in the, you know, uh, coming back from injury kind of thing. But he, you never know. I mean, maybe Felipe needs a rest. He was, he came up kind of looking like he was hurt a little bit in that game at one point, probably from all the cheap hits that Nani gave on him without getting a second card. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Not that we're bitter about that. He did kind of limp away from his goal line clearance there. Yep. So it, that could be it, but, uh, if it's just going purely on who is healthy and fit, I would expect Roger might get a break. Three games in seven days might be a lot to ask for the old guy coming off the injury. And I personally would would like to see Zalalem slot in there. Is that where would you guys are you guys on board with that one? He's but, been yeah, but you know he needs he needs to be run out. Yeah. Well, he he again he's really good in possession. Yeah. He's just not good in getting it forward. Right. The the fans here are far and away the the main three midfielders. No one's too upset with the midfield. It looks like, yeah, but if, then if Roger played, I wouldn't be upset. It would right. just be concern about overdoing it. But then Busio, Felhaber, and Zalalem all have an equal number of votes after them, and you know well, I'm I'm fine with any of those three slotting in. I guess I'm always on Team Busio. Get him out there. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Fords. Wingers. No, it's split up. Stop doing that to me. <laughs> Wingers. <laughs> I think it's Wingers lines, are nice. man. Uh, Johnny Russell, obviously, top vote getter. And then Gerso, Gerso is on here, but we don't, uh, we don't, we don't know that he's going to be ready. Yeah, he. I saw him limp out the practice the other day, but I couldn't tell if he was really practicing or just kind of jogging around a little bit. So he may not be even ready. So that uh, means Shallowy may have to step up as he returns from his red card suspension. Yeah. So, yeah, Gerso contusion to his ankle is all I was told. So I'm surprised this hasn't been talked about. And I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead just no, a bit. But Shallowy at center forward, how come that has not – and that could be a remedy for him. And let's be honest, usually when he's in the normal form, he's probably the best finisher out of him, Crozet, and Namath. Because Namath has fallen off, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's interesting. I almost, you know, had he not been suspended for that game, I wouldn't have been surprised to see right. him right there, and right. then maybe Madronda out on the wing, right? Yeah, yeah. which would have made a little more sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to see Daniel play the center forward and see what he can do. I mean, yeah. ball goes in off his foot as he's stumbling across the box. There you go. There you go. That's what we we're talking about. That's <laughs> yeah. what he needs. That's what he needs. Yeah, he just getting even a cheeky goal off his butt would work. Exactly. But I don't think he as I, I know a lot of people wanted to see him there at center forward and the little bit that he was there last year, he was sometimes effective, but I don't think he was nearly as good as others were there. So I just I don't think it's his best spot. I think he's still better as a winger. He's just not he's he's got his strengths and it just isn't being at center forward. I but we wrong. just have a lack of candidates right now, too. No, no, I no. Mean, when people are hurt, I completely not. I'm not arguing. That. Yeah, I'm oh, just yeah not, I, know, I know. It just felt like you were making the case like, hey, why not put him there? Because, you know, he's he needs some place. Are but, the other guys getting the job done? <laughs> Give him a run out. <laughs> hey, grassman straws, okay? Yeah. So center forward <laughs> is, where, where do we think Namath is at in his recovery? It kind of felt like it was going to be another week when I talked to him, which was last weekend. So, I'm yeah, I, don't, that he's, I don't think he's going to. Uh, I don't think he's going to play in this one. I would not even be shocked if we don't see him hardly the rest of the year. Really, I don't think he's that badly hurt. But it it could be like once once if he doesn't come back in the next couple of games and yeah. they've lost, it might be that time to. Oof, you know what I mean? Just try other things and different formation, different players in formations sort of thing. Yeah, so but yeah. I would expect Hurtado to start. 
for this game. Yeah, you're probably right. As do our readers. And it, you know, he had that really good start a couple games ago, and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, wow, he's a, he's one of the answers to the problem. Well, it was a good game. But there's a reason he's not a normal starter. It hasn't sure. been a normal starter anywhere. He's the guy that needs to change up things, not be probably the primary guy all the time. So it's the team should be better without him in there with somebody else, but he's probably the choice that they have right now. So the person that wrote in Swell Park Rangers for defense just wrote them in at every <laughs> single position. <laughs> Perhaps a little frustrated, a little down on the team. Burn perhaps. it all down is what that responder was saying. And <laughs> quite honestly, if they could, I would not be too upset with some of it. But because it, it that's a, that'll be the question over the next couple of games is do you just give up at this point? Yeah, I mean, and we don't say give up like not try to win, but right. Do you then start focusing on getting other guys' experience? That's and yeah. Yep. That's the way to phrase that. Stuff. Not not giving up on the season, but perhaps <laughs> focusing on the next one, <laughs> which is giving up on the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm just a little more blunt. I mean, come on, they lose this one. Well, Man. it's I mean I I know days, mathematically, but still, come on. The it's going to be hard. Probability. He's not keep running out the best lineup he can. I know. Yeah. Until they're mathematically eliminated, and then he might. Just play around a little bit, but if it's a big game, if it's a big team or you know team that's in the playoff hunt, he's oh, going to put the best lineup out there he can. I just I, I can't see him not giving the best lineup the best chance to win. Oh yeah, oh, the yeah. next two games because I mean sometimes he can't put out the best lineup for the next game because he has has to balance two or three games or something. But I think there's only one more midweek game after this one. So okay, very quickly here, let's do some predictions. Saturday, Children's Mercy Park, Sporting KC versus San Jose Earthquakes. What is your final score, Thad? 18,000 drunks. (laughs) (laughs) Full stadium, though, at least, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that was my takeaway. There's probably a thousand people that aren't drinking and have to be designated drivers in that mix somewhere, (laughs) and kids, most of them won't be drunk. Um, (laughs) Most of them. Man, it's hard to I mean I my my heart wants to say 2-1 Sporting, okay? Cuz I know they're capable of it. And they tend to play better against some teams. But I do, it's hard to it's hard to say that right now that the the run that they're on in the last 10 games. So, okay, well, thank you for that very quick prediction. Mr. <laughs> Russert. What is your quick prediction? I am being optimistic. Okay. One to one. <laughs> and yeah, that is being optimistic right now for me. I'll take a draw. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a three to three draw though. Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. So you want the defense to get torched again? Thank you very much, Cody. You could have a. You could. Give up you've three seen goals. it as a pattern, you know. I think you could give up three goals without like it being defined as torched, right? What if one of them was like an amazing set piece? Mm-hmm. Another was a bad call. I don't know. <laughs> You're right. Who's but, uh, yeah, whatever. So, gentlemen, any final thoughts here before we get out of here? Is that it? Have we covered everything? I'm not going to say anything. You'll accuse me of delaying the broadcast. <laughs> Let's keep that Sporting Kansas City spirit is my final thought. I mean, you know, we're hardworking. Right. We're... We're positive. We try to be as much as possible. I know. The, let's, let's not throw that, it into the fire yet and the goal line, support this club. The goal line clearance from Felipe, you know, that was that was something. This this is dark days for this team, but it was it's good to see that they haven't just laid down. I don't I don't really think that I saw anyone on the field in that last game that was just didn't want to be out there and had given up. It's disappointing the way they're playing, but. You know, every club goes through this. It happens sooner or later, even to Manchester United. Thank God. But, um, you know, it happens. We've got to get through it together. It didn't happen under Sir Alex. <laughs> You're right. At least not after the first couple of years. <laughs> okay, Sporting Kansas City fans, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Testament KC. 
Join us on thebluetestament.com. Leave us a comment. And we will talk to you next week. Woo. Woo. Has just been sent off. Some part of strong and all comes off. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun things got me drinking. Give me real whiskey, one or gin. Anything to shake this food I'm in. My fun fun things got me drinking. My fun fun Drinking, my fun fun team's got me drinking.